I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most important influencers, guides, and changemakers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaway from their personal journeys and their greatest wisdom. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. In this episode, we continue our talk on thinking big. Part one was with Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who recently co-authored a book with famed business coach Dan Sullivan called 10X is Easier Than 2X. And for those of you watching the video, as always, it's sitting over my shoulder here. You can see it in plain view. And there's there's the other copy from my guest who I'm about to tell you about. Uh, ben sent me an early copy of the book, and I didn't actually pick it up until my dad texted me saying he'd read the book and it was revolutionizing his business. So fittingly, I've brought on my dad to discuss this 10X concept further. My dad is, of course, Dan Miller, author of 48 Days to the Work You Work and Life You Love Now. I'm still I'm still used to saying to the work you love, to the work and life you love, and host of the 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast and author of many other books and just one of the most well-known business and personal development people on planet Earth. Um, he's a lifelong learner. And for him to say, for you to say, Dad, that after a lifetime of successfully running businesses and mentoring so many other people in countless other people and their businesses, that this concept or the way that it was proposed is revolutionizing your business. Well, that's why we're here to talk. Uh, thanks for being on with me. Hey, absolutely. Looking forward to it. I saw some of your notes on this and I took one out that I hope isn't too out of context because it's what just popped out to me. You said, and this is among some of your notes, you're talking about the 10X process and what you're getting out of it. And you said, in quotes, you said, this topic did not connect in a recent conference where you presented it. It clearly requires a growth mindset to even accept the idea of possibility. I see you cringing there a little bit. Yeah. Wow. That surprised okay. me. I mean, th this has really rocked my world. It has. It's keeping me up at night. Um, it's just so different as a way to approach our continued growth. We always think in a linear process where I'm just going to do more of what I'm doing to grow my business. This book says, eh, that's going to keep you on a very slow path, a very slow process of growth, whereas this is revolutionary Stop 80% of what you're doing, maybe more than that, and then lean into the things that really matter and think about what's impossible. Now, well, I know we're going to unpack that, but I did. I presented this at a recent conference, and I, it was like a deer in the headlights, and I could tell. I mean, I had to pivot because I could tell these people are not connecting. I don't think this concept is for everybody. I don't want to make it seem like it's some kind of an elite group or anything, but you have to have the mindset to even get your head around this because it's so revolutionary. A lot of people are going to just immediately dismiss it. Okay. That's right where I was going to go because that's what you made me think about. And I right away thought about Patrick Lencioni, his working genius profile, 
which I talk about it constantly. You can go get it at workinggenius.com. I think it's 25 bucks. We did a show or a series with Patrick, I don't know, a year ago or so. So if you type in Patrick Lencioni, self-helpful, you'll find that. But Working Genius, it's his latest book and it's a, it's a profile in essence. He's looking at what is your working genius. Now mine, do you, did you do it? You did it. Didn't yes, you? I did. Do you remember what your top one was? Top I do not. Okay. Well, it may be similar to mine. Mine is wander, like wondering about a top, a, a topic, a thought, an idea. I love w- it. O-N-D-E-R, not W-A-N-D-E-R. Yeah, <laughs> probably both. <laughs> probably both. W-O-N-D-E-R, though. Uh, wander and inventor. So I like to think of an idea, a concept, blank piece of paper, and like, let's bring that sucker to life. What's some way that we could do that and invent it, right? Okay, that sounds great. Like you said, it sounds high and mighty. Well, that's all about, that's, that's about all I'm good for though. Well, you know, if you got a business, you got to do more than that. That's like saying, hey, I can throw some art up on a thing. Well, great, you're going to sell it and eat today? Well, I don't do that part. Um, so it's not everything, but go with that idea. So if that's my skill set, wonder. Um, and then Jonathan Fields has Spark Type which everybody, that's a free, free profile, very similar S P A R K E T Y P E.com. You can go take that. And my similar, mine is maker. So I like to, you know, make things, make something out of nothing type thing. And I'm thinking, okay, this concept fits me well. Let's shoot for the stars and think about the ideas. Let's brainstorm, throw it on the wall. Yeah. But what came to me when you wrote that is I thought, well, yeah, exactly. How can that fit everyone? And I'd really, I'd almost now like to, we should get Ben on here. I should text him. <laughs> Join us real quick. <laughs> because I thought, okay, what if you'd say that, okay, if you got a business concept or whatever, any type of thing, 10Xing it, having this big impossibilities thinking is, is going to serve you best. It seems like it'd be relevant to go, okay, but that may not fit my personality style. I need to bring somebody from my team in, or I mean to, to hire somebody to come in and help me do that because I do some stuff that those folks can't do. You come in and 10X your idea. That looks all high and mighty. How are you going to actually make it come to fruition and get to the details and manage and administer it? What well, doesn't include that stuff? You need those people too. So that's what I'm wondering too. As we're going to dig into what the concept is, and I think anybody can harness it, but you may say you may be the one to harness it, or you may need to collaborate with somebody to help you do this because it may not, it may be outside of your skill set propensity. Yes. Okay. I think it goes even deeper than that. I think a lot of people, I mean, when you build a business, you tend to be very protective of that. It's your baby, so to speak. You hang on to it. I sell white turnips at the farmer's market in Woodland Park on Fridays. And you're telling me maybe that's not the best. I mean, it's, it's so revolutionary. It's pulling out too much. I mean, most of the experts we've got out there are talking about productivity and efficiency. Just do these little things and you'll increase your productivity by 10%, you know, or you'll increase your free time by 5%. It's those little tweaks to move us along in the same path. Ben in 10X is saying, you may need to look at some major, major shifts. If you really want to 10X, if you want to have exponential growth, it's not just doing more of what you're doing. And I think for a lot of people, that is immediately intimidating. You're messing with my baby. You're telling me my baby's ugly. No, I can pass on that. And that's the reaction that I've gotten from some people in this. I find that it. I have to be very selective in who I share this idea with and expect to have a reasonable conversation. Okay. So let's take it directly to business. I mean, I'm, I'm where you, I mean, I assume where you are too. So I'm looking at going, well, so if we want to take the listeners from, you know, half a million to 600,000, that's one thing in the next 12 months, if we want to take them from half a million downloads a month, if we want to take it from half a million downloads a month to 2 million in the next 12 months, well, what do we do? And the concept, and we'll, you know, we unpacked it with Ben some, we're going to talk about it here, is saying we got to throw out, in essence, conceptually, 80% of what we're doing and look at that 20%. Okay. Now, meanwhile, we can keep doing what we're doing and keep the lights on. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, meanwhile, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. We're going to do four shows a week. I'm going to do my format here. I've got my current team. We're going to do that today. We're going to do that tomorrow. We're going to do that next week. While over here, we're going, okay, but if the goal is this massive increase, then I'm going to look at, what is that going to take team-wise? Should I keep well, doing 
Keep going. Yeah, go ahead. But that, that's where that's where this comes into play because you can say, okay, we're going to you know do increase our digital marketing. We're going to run Facebook ads. I'm going to go to three conferences and I'm going to do 20 podcast interviews. That's linear thinking for what you're describing. Yeah. What you need is something that it seems impossible. Okay, if I want to take my listeners from half a million to a million, yeah. I need to get on. Oprah. I was just going to say it. I, you stole it right out of my mouth. I, I was going to say, I need to find out where she is. That's next, right. Get on a plane, show up at her doorstep. And yeah. You yeah. need to be on Super Soul Sunday with her done yeah. deal. Yeah. You know, but what does your brain tell you immediately? That's impossible. And Ben is saying that's exactly where you need to go. Yeah. That's impossible. Now let's start there. Let's start there. And to what you said in, in in some of your notes too, with that is, and I think you were, you know, even even looking at the at the book and some of the stuff that Dan and Ben talked about, is if I do that, and I'm just trying to to bring this around in, in a real quick fashion here. If I do that and go for the big Kahuna and get on Oprah's show or whatever, and uh, so that I can do this big 10x in 12 months, and I fail. And I only get on Joe Rogan's show or <laughs> what, you know, I don't know somebody, let's take somebody, and I don't know who to, who to get this notch down, but somebody who's in the top, you know, 200, uh, you know, Huberman's show right now, or um, Dan Harris or one of the big podcasts or something like that. And I end up along the way getting with one of those guys. It's not Oprah, but that's pretty darn good, man. And so instead of getting to, we did, did we, did we 10 exit, uh, you know, son of a gun after all this time, we only seven exit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I, can, I can, I can go to bed with that. Well, it's, it's a process, but you start with what is clearly impossible. Yeah. And that's a big jump for a lot of people when they're being protective about what they've worked hard to establish and build. So it's a quantum leap in terms of thinking. Yeah. I did that. Okay. And <laughs> I'm still trying to collect the pieces and put it together. But it's an exciting, exciting process like I've not been engaged in in a lot, very long time. Well, and that's what's intriguing because when you really look at it, this could Ben's a uh, organizational psychologist. So he's really coming at this from a psychological perspective of saying, how does this shift the brain? And that is what got me to. That's what hooked me is looking at it and going, oh, my gosh, it's forcing me to consider how the impossible could be possible if I had to. And if you you heard on the show, it's kind of like the MacGyver thing. Okay, it's life or death. And he's got a belt buckle, uh, a spool of thread, you know, and a packet of garlic. <laughs> What's That's he, right. But, it's, but he has to. It's life or death. And you figure out a way. It's son of a gun. It worked out. It sounds preposterous and exaggerated. But then those are the stories that we all see and read about and hear. And they do happen. And we just don't think they can happen for us because we're going to go on this linear thing. So if we're forced to, I like that idea. If we're forced to, man, I'll give you, I'll give you right here on the spot 50 grand if you can find out a way, you know, figure out a, a possible way to do X, Y, Z over the next two days. Man, with that kind of motive, we're, we're, we're going to come close. We're going to come up with a son of a gun. We're going to, we're going to surprise ourselves. That's what it felt like he's coming to that. We, we can surprise yeah. ourselves here if we get out of that linear thinking and that's, but I'm with you. That's like, okay, I got to sit down and learn how to speak German real quick. That's, that's hard. That's hard, but there are ways to do that. There, there are, are translation people. services out there and all of a sudden you start to see possibilities, but you know, you, we can talk about things that, seemingly put us in desperate situations. You know, somebody's holding one of your kids ransom and you need that $50,000. Yeah, you're going to figure out a way to come up with that. But if you take the positive kind of situations on your interview with Ben, you know, he talked about the guy whose wife was a designer for Alzheimer care patients. Mm -hmm. And then they decided to come up with their own facility and they came up, scraped up $11 million and have their own facility and decided he was going to have three facilities in the next 10 years. And then he read this book that, wait a minute, why am I waiting 10 years? Why don't I do that this year? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden his mind went to work. And then in a conversation, reaching out to somebody, the guy who was in commercial real estate said, you know, I've got three facilities that would be perfectly adaptable to what you want. And boom, in a, in before 90 days pass, let alone 10 years, the guy had three more facilities. 
you know, fully staffed, fully occupied. I mean, that's a pretty profound story. And that's the kind of story that motivates guys like you and me to keep moving forward. Now, to your to your point, you know, Ben talking about going into companies, companies for the most part are very slow to pivot, very slow to take on new ideas like that. They have committee meetings, you know, for the next 18 months before they make a $50,000 decision. Uh, now, I'm exaggerating, but... Ben wrote this with Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan hit strategic coach, which is, you know, they, they claim to be the, the, the highest end executive coaching program for entrepreneurs. I think that defines the mindset and not saying everybody has to be an entrepreneur, but I think that fits in terms of a market for this kind of thinking. All right. We can pivot. We can come up with new things, change our tactics and strategies on, on a dime and move forward. That message fits in that audience. But then to just kind of expand on that, if somebody's reading this, they need to think like an entrepreneur. I mean, even even says that in the book. I mean, that's who it fits. So if somebody wants to 10x what they're doing, if they're an employee, think like an entrepreneur. If you're a CEO of a company, don't think like an employee, think like an entrepreneur. Again, that may be one of those impossible things, but that's where you start to make this work. Okay, that, that's where I'm questioning. I, I'm totally with you. It, it reminds me of Don Dupani, uh, if you remember hearing his thing. Don Dupani, so here, you know, here's this Hindu priest in his ashram in uh, Costa Rica with his robe and three stripes on his head and the dot and whatever. And I'm saying, you know, gosh, so you, I mean, you're kind of like a spiritual dude. You just work with people on that, right? He's like, no, I work with high-end entrepreneurs. And I ask him why. He said, well, because they're the only ones that do what I actually tell them to do. Uh, There you go. So it's a mindset. Okay. Let's take that though and say, is everybody out there who's hearing this message wants to 10X their work, business, family, finances, whatever it may be, are they going to become that entrepreneur? Are they going to gain that mindset? I'm questioning, can they harness somebody who has that mindset? Because even I want to do that. I'm looking at, okay, come back to podcasting. Let's use you know ourselves as an example. Use me as an example. So if I want to go from half a million downloads a month to 2 million in the next 12 months, how do I get on Oprah? Well, the other thing that I can do is go find people who are at that level now. And say, I'm going to find 10 people who have achieved 2 million downloads a month and ask them how they did that. Uh, how did, how did they, that's another tactic that I may not be taking in my linear thinking. How can I talk with them, find out how they did it? And what are the chances I'm going to find five of them that go, yeah, man, it took me this long only because I wasted so much time that they could 10 exit right now because they know how they could just pass that on information on to me. Say, that's what I do. Why don't you jump the middleman that we had to learn the hard way and just go from one to 10 really fast. That's that's highly probable. I could do that. More so, you know. I would venture to say you'd have a hard time coming up with three people who fit what you just described. You talked to Jordan Harbinger. It took a long time of using his method to get to where he is today. It did. I'm hoping, though, that as he looks in retrospect, he could say, well, yeah, but now that I know 20, you know, okay. hindsight, 20, I we you could have I could have waste I could have, I wasted a lot of time I could do X Y Z can I get some well, but with this I uh, but I think when when you have people who are doing things similar to what you're doing they're likely to see the same linear process just ramping That's it up a little bit so you're talking about something that took ten years you're asking how can you do it in one That's reasonable but again you're really in terms of how Ben lays this out you're going back to just doing more trying to compress the timeline, an impossible idea would be, boom, how can you have President Biden say self-helpful podcast sucks? <laughs> boom. And all of a sudden you get the big audience, right? It's something outside of what our normal thinking would lead us to. Right. Or, or That's where it gets exciting. Or take that. And I've thought about this because we've looked at, oh, let's speak of Don Dupani. You know, some of the videos he has on YouTube have 10 million views. Well, we had him on. We have a video. Can we pull out a clip and do a good enough job to get something really cool that goes viral? But that's possible. Sure. TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And it's the next thing that has X million uh, views. And it gets us a truckload of down, you know, social media followers or, or downloads. That's something that we could put our focus on in, in, in the capacity. And it's something that has the capacity to do that. 
Yeah. As opposed to, do we just go advertise on this show or advertise on that show or advertise on that podcast app and hope to get a 0.01% conversion rate, which is where we're at now. All right. But now let's back up a little bit more with what your situation. So you have a podcast and you see that as, you know, the big kahuna in terms of what you're doing, but you also speak, write and coach. Mm -hmm. So the first thing to look at is what is the 80% that you need to get rid of? We're talking about, we're not just talking about taking a task and 10 X and that we're talking about your whole life and the impact that you're having. How could you 10 X the impact that you're having with a message that you want to share with the world that potentially would not even include podcasting. What if that were the case? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> we're talking, we are talking. Well, and it's. I, I appreciate you saying that to find people in my in the industry that I'm in. I think that's interesting. That there there was my propensity to go. Okay, I'll talk to some other podcasters who who have done that. And for you to say, yeah, but they may be prone to the linear thinking. That is how they got slowly to where they're at. Well, maybe I should jump out of that and find some yes. entrepreneurs and just, dis- okay. Cause that's like, you're in mastermind groups with people of dissimilar. Yeah. yeah. Very intentionally. So, yeah. but to my, to my point here, you may run into a 17 year old in a coffee shop tomorrow that has the idea to 10 X your. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. not another seasoned podcaster that's fair it's like the podcast stuff that we go to and everybody's talking about you know tiktok or whatever (laughs) tick what the same 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 yeah i and and but i don't know those areas of, of when we're looking at the marketplace it's changing so quick what are the opportunities outside of we we heard that actually at the last podcast event that we were at and they talked about if you you know whatever your 
category is you may, where is your demographic? Where is my podcast demographic outside of self-help, personal development, personal growth, wherever, where else might they be? Well, they might be on adventures. Let's go look at some of the big vacation things. They might be people who are, who are adventurous and going and do some stuff. How can I get in front of them where they're not here and from any other provider in my category, something totally new. How can I align with an organization that has huge depth and I have no competition in essence? That's an out-of-the-box thinking of tenancing. Yeah. So here, here's an example. Nick yeah. Pavlidis, you know Nick. He's in my yeah. mastermind. He's an attorney from Boston. Um, he is a ghostwriter at mm-hmm. this point. He transitioned from being a an attorney to being yeah. a ghostwriter and is just crushing it. Now, ghostwriters, you know, they go to author conventions. They're hanging around people who write books. Not Nick. He recently went to a dental conference. Hmm. Uh, Another dentist got him in there. So he was there at a dental conference. Now, here's guys with big egos, big pocketbooks. They're candidates for his high-end ghostwriting services. Guess how many other people were there selling ghostwriting? Zero. Yeah. Exactly. Zero. That's a 10x kind of approach to growing your business. Don't just do what everybody else is doing. Don't just go to authors conferences and hope that they choose you over the 20 other people that are there. Go somewhere where there's nobody else in your category and crush it. So that's where I'm thinking with the 10x book. So somebody gets it or they hear this message, they hear us talking about it or they get the book and they get it. And conceptually, it makes sense. Okay, man, yeah, the mind shift shift to look at something huge. We have to jettison so much of what's keeping us in this linear thinking right now. And it shows us the possibilities that we could we could come to that could do this. Okay, so we intellectually get that. I, I'm back to your question of, yeah, but how many people is that going to fit for them to do it in and of themselves? Maybe a really small percentage. And the rest of them are going to say, just like if I heard a great financial message, I go to some financial wealth management seminar and I hear it and go, man, that is great. Go home and do it. It's no way. I, I have no financial bone in my body. That's a language I don't think I'll ever speak. I can get other people to help me with that. Who understand that message, understand the concept. Here's my money in essence, or my budget or whatever, and they can help me do it. So within this, that's what I'm wanting to hear. Cause I want people to digest this just like you and I are trying. And we may have the capacity, have the propensity to be able to implement some of this ourselves. Though I say that one of the first things you did is you went and got a coach, a 10 X coach to help Absolutely. you do this. And my first thought is, oh my gosh, I need to sit down with a handful of people and kind of erase everything and whiteboard my whole business. And say, okay, if we are tasked, we have to, because there's 50 million bucks on the line or a gun to the head. Either way, take the extreme motive and we have to come up with ways that could, it could, let's spend the next two days. How could it possibly work? How could we, what are some out of the box things that we could possibly do? I, I need more help from that. Even for me, even as a guy who has a propensity for that, I want more help with that. It feels like this is a great call. You get the concept and this is something that you're going to best do. It takes a village. Go well, find and, it. And, and back to our point about being an entrepreneur. I mean, being an entrepreneur, a lot of people assume that you're a solopreneur, that you do everything yourself. That is not what successful entrepreneurs do. They identify, and Ben talks about this a lot, their unique ability or their zone of genius and figure out a way to spend time just there. That requires that you're going to have other people around you whose skills complement your own. Yeah, I wanted somebody, the very first thing I did, I wanted somebody who didn't know my business, who didn't have the history of seeing it with the same eyes that I do. And and she came in, I mean, she was amazing. She came into my business, said, oh my gosh, you know, your business, I go to your website and it's massive, the contents that you've got there. But it's like a garage that you've never cleaned out for six years. You just keep adding things. Now, there's really cool stuff in there. But when you open the door, you have no idea where things are, what to do. I thought, you got to be kidding me. That was really revolutionary. We've totally revamped how people get their first look at what we're doing. Interesting. Okay, I like. Go ahead. There are other areas. You know, there are other areas like we have an online community called the 48 Days Eagles. I love what we're doing in there. But it's pretty plateaued. We're at five, about 500 members, a little over that, 500 members. So 10X in that, that's yeah. 
5,000. That would be a major shift. And I do want everybody to play with that. You just heard him, 500 members at about 48 bucks a piece. Do the math. That's a healthy uh, niche business there. And to take it further, 10 to X, that's some, that's a massive revenue. It so, is. A lot and of that's, that's my goal. She never batted an eye. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, how are you going to do that? And we started digging into that. Well, you could, and you, but right off the way, how are you going to do that? Well, obviously not the way that it's happening now. That's, that's right. Because for three years, we've been doing webinars. We open the doors three times a year. We do a webinar, give people on a real enticing offer to come in. And what we're doing is we're maintaining our numbers. Mm-hmm. So our new people account for the attrition that we have. And that's about it. Well, that's not going to get us to a 10x growth at all. So I have to look at three options there as, I, as I'm as i looking at it. And we're starting to come up with those. But one is, what if I bought existing communities? How many other communities are there out there who are at 500 and the founder, the creator of that community is kind of burnt out. It's just really not growing. It's kind of static. And so they don't really like an exit plan. And I tell them, I'll buy your community and bring them into mine. So that would be, you know, if I could bring in 500 people at a time and do 10 of those, I'm there. That's a very different approach than me just getting one individual at a time. Occam's razor perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing is, instead of looking for the individual who's kind of unhappy, they've got a dream that they've never really implemented, and they're willing to pay $48 a month. What if I went to companies? What if I went to General Motors? They have an employee assistance program. You know, they have $10,000 allocated per year for that person to use for personal development. Hmm. Now, at $48 a month, we're only talking, you know, 550 bucks or so to be so it's a drop in a bucket for what they're allocated. The person, if they don't use it, they just lose it. It's not like it rolls over or anything. What if we got approval for organizations like FedEx and UPS and Chick-fil-A, General Motors and whatever, you know, Wells Fargo, to have our community membership be an employee benefit. Then we have all of a sudden, you know, let's take General Motors as an example. And all of a sudden we open that up and we've got 160,000 people who have access to this. You think we could get to 5,000 people? Yeah. Yeah. That's very different. Now, third, there's also on the horizon in terms, though, of 10Xing, not just one of the tactics we're using, but 10Xing my business impact would be to stop it totally, to say, okay, this wasn't working. This is in the 80% that I need to quit doing. Oh, okay. Interesting. And that's on the table. But that's that's why this is, it, it's like any entrepreneurial journey. It is both exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, ag- agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay, so I want to bring up something that you pulled it out. You mentioned it in some of your notes, and you referenced Ben's previous book before this, which is Becoming Your Fu- Become Your Future Self Now. Because to do this, to take either of our examples, but especially me, so let's say I'm a podcaster. I am a podcaster, actually. And, uh, you know, I'm at the level that I'm at now. We're saying, okay, you want to knock it out of the park, get on Oprah's show or get on, you know, some huge show. And we say, oh, okay, that's great. Can I really see myself doing that? Ooh. Can I? With a question mark. Well, but but for the concept here, we're talking about some pretty heady stuff to go after that possible thing. Am I the kind of person that goes after impossible things? Am I the kind of person that can even have, has the courage to tell people, yeah, I'm going to try to 10X stuff this next year. And then with the things that it takes or requires, Am I the kind of person that could do that, that could stand up and say, I'm confident enough to be on Oprah's show? Or are you the kind of person who has the wherewithal to say, yeah, I'm thinking about Nixon, a $30,000 a month avenue of my business right now. What's your wife think about that or your business partners or, or whatever? It still it, it causes us, I think, to also, I think we should healthily consider our self-identity within that endeavor. Because it's safe to stay back here. It's safe to stay back here and to have the linear thinking and just to make the little incremental thing. I'm going to you know, have a little success, but if I have failure, it's going to be pretty small too. I'm not having to be too courageous. I don't have to put myself out in the line. I'm kind of safe here. And you may find you're, you're there. 
for now. You know, maybe 10X is in your future and you're not ready for it. I don't know, but to me, it still brings in a big part of our personal identity and our confidence and our faith. Well, wow, you just opened a whole new avenue of issues that come up for anybody, but certainly for entrepreneurs. One of those is the upper limit challenge. Do I deserve a 10X? You know, we see a lot of people sabotage their success right when they're on the verge of having a 10X experience because they hit what's called the upper limit challenge. Where, you know, we we see a football kid, high school, raised in abject poverty down in Alabama somewhere, but he's got an incredible throwing arm. So we bring him to Nashville, Tennessee, give him a $10 million signing bonus with the Tennessee Titans. And what often happens? Six months later, he spent the money and more. He's made really bad decisions, ruined his career, and he's back where he came from because his level of believing in that he deserved it didn't match the reality of what he was given so fast. That's why in traditional business, people get that 3 to 4% increase in their compensation a year. Yeah, you can live with that. But what if you write a book and it's the next purpose-driven life and all of a sudden you make $10 million from a book? You know, a lot of people sabotage when they're confronted with that because they aren't mentally ready for that kind of increase. That's a big issue. That ought to be Ben's next book, you know, how to prepare yourself mentally for a 10X because a lot of people are not. Totally, totally. I was just at a, well, you, you, we talked about it, my big Sufferfest adventure up in Wyoming. And one of the guys there was a pediatric surgeon and he created this boot, this something. I don't, I can't remember. It was, we're, we're in the middle, we're out there suffering. I don't remember the details, but he creates this product and, and it was just to help his patients. That was, and he's just trying to, you know, fix a, 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 to solve a problem. And lo and behold, it did. And, and then all of a sudden it's more requests for it. And you know how the story goes. So he's getting, you know, patents and seeing where he can get it made in China and all this kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden he quit being a pediatric surgeon. Hadn't, it, it wasn't like it was bad, but he's just going, man, this thing's good. and needs somebody to spearhead it. It's my baby. And so he's taken on. And the mental shift that he had to do for his own self-identity. I mean, you know that. I mean, if you're a doctor, you're a doctor. That's kind of what you're going to do for life. For that's most, right. Especially at his level. A pediatric surgeon, man, that's big money, big status, big everything. Now, even if he goes over here and knocks out of the park financially with other, other things, his identity is still as a doctor. That's right. That's what I'm interested in In as we talk about some of this 10X stuff. So if you've got a business, I don't care if you're podcasting or you know, we got a lawn mowing company or whatever you may do, and, and you're making five grand, take, take home pays five grand a month. And you look at it and go, yeah, it could grow. It could be, it could be a franchise, maybe it could be great. Okay. So let's say in a month or in a year, if you 10X this thing and you're going to go to 50 grand personal income a month, let's just go there. Can you handle that? Just like what you're talking about, like with the football player, can you handle it? Can the average, what are you going to do with that? What does that mean? Does that mean you have to go buy a new car and buy a new house? And what does that mean for your, your kids and your spouse and your, I mean, and I see, I think we can get wrapped up so much in that when we don't really conceptualize it, that we'll sabotage the, the possibility of doing the 10 X thing to begin with. And I'm saying we, I can do that too. Can I look at myself and go, gosh, Kevin, what if you had a million dollars a month income? I never even thought about that. I have no wow. idea. Wow. Well, that's, that's why we see lottery winners. Sure. Typically about three years after they win are back where they were financially because mm-hmm. they weren't prepared mentally and emotionally to be the recipients of that kind of money. It takes that. I mean, I, when we get into the financial arena of this, if we're talking about that, sure. I mean, the best way to become a millionaire is to start to think like a millionaire does. Mm-hmm. You don't, Start thinking that way after you get the money. You get the money after you start thinking like that. So this is very much that thinking process, 10X. What would that mean in terms of your impact, how you were viewed, what you were able to do? If you can get your thinking there, it'll open the door to seeing those impossible solutions that then can become reality. Even to make, yeah, even just, uh, uh, that's my, and that's my concern and interest in this is to make peace with it. Because what if I realize I don't really want to be that guy? I don't want that lifestyle. I want nothing to do with it. Okay, what charity could you give it to? If, if you're going to do this thing, could you help more? I, my dad taught me that, you know, could you help more people with that? Sure. 
Okay, who do you want to help? Don't change your, do the Bill Walton thing. Don't change your lifestyle, drive a crappy old car, live at the farmhouse, uh, have peace. Because on the other side of that, where I would be more prone to go is, can I be, a, I got a buddy who is uh, a couple years younger than I am, a wealth manager. He works about four or five hours a week. Can you see yourself being that person? So maybe you don't live an extravagant lifestyle, but you can afford time. What would you do with that time? I think a lot of people would be scared to death to look at that. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I'd have to look in the mirror. I'd Very have, much so. I'd have to be. So again, we're back to this 10X stuff. So screw that. I don't want that. I don't want the money. I don't want the time. Okay, let's get real with that first. I, taught, I, I interviewed a lady yesterday who at 45 woke up with an unexpected divorce, four small kids. She's an RN. And said, what in the world am I going to do? And she knew having a traditional job was going to conflict with her desire to be a mom. So she leaned into one unique, tiny niche area of expertise that she had. She was a case manager. Now, when we take RNs, take nurses in general, we've got a lot of people. RNs narrow the pack dramatically. People who are interested in case management, very, very much a subset of that. And her particular area, the exam that she focused on is very much a tiny part of even that. So it's a very, very small audience. She wrote a book on how to prepare for that certification exam. That book has now netted her through Amazon over a million dollars. She's added courses to that. She's now just traveling. She travels all over the world. She spoke to me yesterday from France because mm-hmm. that's where she happens to be right now. But just an amazing story. But now here's the deal. As her business grew, her income grew exponentially, way beyond what she had ever dreamed of as a nurse. But, and she thought, to justify the money that I'm making, I need to work harder. She was artificially creating work for herself to do because she thought to justify what she was receiving financially, she needed to be working 80 hours a week. She had to work with a counselor a coach to help her work through that to be comfortable with the time freedom that she has. That, that again, see, that's part of this counterintuitive thinking. We think, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make 10 times as much, I need to work 10 times as hard as what I am now. Ben is saying, no, you're going to restrict the process. If you think being busy is a solution, you're going to limit yourself to what you can do. You have to think in terms of doing less but doing these impossible things that make a dramatic change. And that's what I love that. I do too. That, and then coming back to the mindset of it, because he's saying, if you're going to 10 exit at the rate you're going now, you would have to work 24 hours a day. Well, that's impossible. So you by proxy have to throw that out. Well, son of a gun. Okay. That's really hard to do. I do want to, just on the mindset aspect, we've talked about money and time and from it, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, to look at it for somebody just from a lifestyle standpoint. And I'm going to use your daughter, uh, my sister, as an example. They weren't looking to make millions of dollars or grow some huge business. Uh, they wanted to travel. They got three little girls. So our, uh, my sister, uh, Dan's daughter, Ashley Logston, who's a big part of 48 Days. If you're a part of 48 Days at all, you know Ashley. And they wanted to travel, uh, have their three little girls and just go experience the world. How can they do that? How could they possibly do that? At the time, Nathan, her husband was banking, I think, and she was right. working with you. Well, he can't be in the bank every day if they're doing that. And so they had to 10X some ideas of looking at, gosh, how could we do this? They took their current home and and got it ready for, I guess, the vacation rental type thing or just renting it out in general. Airbnb. Uh-huh. Did some things to look at how can we just afford this lifestyle? And they ended up initially out for two years traveling. Two years was their original goal. Two full years uh, with a truck uh, that fit their family of five and their pets, pulling a travel trailer, go to state parks and live in this life. And they've learned how to do that. And they now teach other people how to do that. But man, that was a huge, from a life shift, that's a 10X or beyond, but it wasn't focused on money. I wanted to bring it out of the money and even entrepreneurial aspect of it. I was just saying, when you look, because I'm looking at it and think, okay, we can all take this towards our business or our work. How about our life? How about our parenting? Um, What are some things that we want? We don't want just an incremental change. We want to do something significant, that this is the mindset we're talking about. But again, she had to be able to to look at themselves. Her husband had to look and go, okay, am I okay with going from a banker wearing these clothes to I just wake up every morning in a state park with my kids and we're doing unschooling and going scuba diving and whatever? Well, 
Apparently he could. But I, again, I think for a lot of us, we're trying to look at the mindset and we can get the concept of it. But I guess I'm almost speaking to the spirit of it, from the spirit of it. Can you see yourself somebody who's going to make that big of a jump? And we can't, we got to look at, at the stats and look at other people and go, well, somebody's done more with less. Somebody's done more with more with with more against them than I do, and I don't mean that to minimize anybody. I'm saying it to myself as well. So it's probably it's possible it's possible to shoot for the stars. Can I really get my head around that and get to the brass tacks of what that would look like? Otherwise, what I see is we're going to discount it or sabotage it. Well, you're right. And what Ashley and her family did was they did 10x their life, and very very clearly, it's like. Uh, ben talks about going from horse and buggy to cars, or you and Ben talked about going from crawling. To walking, it's still transportation, but it's very, very different. Yeah. So Nathan Ashley had small girls, three little girls. They didn't want to wait until someday. I mean, the normal path to get there is you work for 35 years, then you've got your retirement, then you've got your funds together so you can travel. Well, guess what? Little girls are grown up and on their own. They don't care about going on a road trip with mom and dad. They wanted to do it now. So they had to really shift their thinking dramatically. And so they did things that are not common at all. In terms of what they did to prepare themselves, they took two years to prepare, and now they've been on the road seven years, not the two. They've continued because it's been such an incredible experience for the whole family. That's a great example of 10 Xen. So let's go back to the big concept here, too, because what we're saying is at wherever we are in our work, in our life, whatever, and we want to, I mean, if you're if you're good, well, if you're just good and you don't need anything more and you're just set where you are, you're probably not listening to this show. So I'm going to throw that one out. You, you're here to grow. You're here to grow. You're here to progress. You're here to evolve. You want to be a good steward of the gifts and talents and skills and abilities that you have. So we're going to assume that. And if you do, what they're making a case for in this 10X is easier than 2X is that that it's actually easier. So if I'm going to look and I want to make that 5% increase next year in my life, overall work, whatever it is, I'm going to do X. I'm going to add a little more. I'm going to try to work a little more. I'm going to push a little more. And they're saying, no, we've got this. Here's the science of it. In essence, the psychology of it. It's literally easier to throw all that out. 80% of what you're thinking out and look at this big picture. It's, it's easier. So what, again, at the end of the day, let's say that, gosh, I, I don't know if this is fair. You, you tell me. Let's say that you do, you know, at the end of the year, you're okay with just 2X in it. They're saying, okay, it's still easier to 2X it, to think about it in the 10X concept and not this, again, this linear thinking, which I, I think we're going to hear, people are going to hear that. And they're still going to, this is, this is big medicine to conceive of. It's a big brain shift, but they're saying, yeah, I know it's, and it's easier. And that's where the hope was for me is looking at it going, oh my gosh, if I can get myself out of that, because Ben talked about that. He says, yeah, but we'll, people will get excited about the 10X concept. They'll conceptualize it and they'll still move forward with it in that linear thinking. And, yeah. And they just, just do a little bit more of what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. And hope it's, that over a long period of time, they get those incremental increases. Now, again, if it's not income wise, if it's not measured by money, if it's measured by time, freedom, yeah. flexibility, the ability to travel like Ashley's doing or whatever, there's a lot of ways that you can identify what does that 10X look like. But most people take a long time to get there. Most people take, again, a 35 years of doing what's normal before they're able to travel with their family, like I actually did getting ready in two years. That's a 10X model. You remember the little uh, saying, "If you, what would you do if you knew you could not fail kind yeah. of thing? So we had one of those, it was a little placard or something up in the house. And one at one point I got irritated and I took it down. That's stupid. You can always fail. That's a dumb statement to make out there. And that is, so we're talking about this 10 X thing that we're looking at. Okay. If you, you really got to jettison some of your past thinking and, and adopt something new, I do feel like it's relevant to say, yeah, but you don't have to do it tomorrow. Again, I'm going to keep do right now. I'm going to keep the lights on. I mean, tomorrow we're going to produce our podcast. We're going to do our, our stuff while we start making some plans over here that at some point are going to bring us to a decision of like you, do I keep this membership thing going 
Um, or do I, do I devote the resources to a sales team that's going to go out there and talk to existing organizations or existing companies? That's a whole new method. That's so far removed from what you guys are doing right now. So there's a decision to be made. You know, and is there a risk? Probably so uh, in that. Now, if you hired a team to go after big organizations, is the risk huge? It may not be, but you're going to be investing some money that you don't know if it's going to bear fruit or not. It's on a hope. So you're going to risk some money on on that that's not as safe as the little linear 2x methodologies of a little totally. bit here. So there is something there. It doesn't necessarily by proxy have to just be a burn the bridges type thing. And Ben, they did, I don't I don't feel like they necessarily did that to say right now, you know, can everything you're doing, but figure out what's it going to take. And then at some point there is going to be a decision and a shift where you're going to say, okay, we're going to devote some resources to this or make a big ask or, you know, something is going to come down the line, but it didn't, I, I didn't feel like their spirit of it was just blow it all out and, you know, come hell or high water necessarily. No, not at all. There's, yeah. there's no burn the bridges and just sabotage what you're doing now and put yourself in a desperate situation. That's not a good position to be in. You know, the best place to be in is in a position of strength going into this that's why it requires, though, the mindset shift, because we know the old adage, you know, good is the enemy of the best. If things are going OK, we tend to just continue doing what we're doing now. And all of a sudden, those 10 years pass and nothing has really changed significantly. So it takes real initiative in our thinking. But you don't want to be in a position of desperation where you have to do something different. But this is a matter of, you know, if you're if you're walking to work and it takes you an hour and a half to get there. And you think, wow, what could I do to 10x my productivity? It may not have anything to do with getting an increase in the pay at the job you're walking to. Geez, get a bicycle. Mm -hmm. It's going to reduce your time to get there exponentially. I mean, it could be something like that. That's a dramatic step forward. And it's really radical change in what you're doing, but it still aligns with your overall goal, your overall big, big impossible dream. I, I, I'm smiling because I appreciate you saying you don't need to be in a place of desperation in this. You'd be, a, you know, be best to be at a place of strength. However, if you find your place yourself right now and you're listening and you're in a place of desperation, it's a good message for you too to look at this <laughs> and go, I mean, obviously, you know, if you just need a, a you know, a, a cracker and a place to stay, go, go take care of that tonight. But being in desperation, again, that's what they're saying is, okay, you're going to have probably a, a greater chance of quicker and greater success if you will really, and it's so pithy to say, think outside the box, but that is what we're saying. I do want to pull that out, dad, though. I feel like it's an important thread that not everybody is or is, well, I want to hear, I want to know what you think. Not everybody is now or is going to become an out of the box thinker. And we don't need uh, a world full of out of the box thinkers. It'd be mass chaos. Nothing would sustain, nothing would maintain. Uh, it would be a lot of stuff like I do. You build great stuff and then it would fall down. I have a great history of that. I can, I can show you how to do that. You find other people with other skills here. So if this is something that feels like out of your skill set, find some people that have this skill set. They don't have yours and they need you. I need the only reason that I can pay my bills is because I have people that have skill sets other than mine. So I, I, I'm an out of the box thinker, but then I need some people to help me figure out, okay, that's really great. We're outside of the box. We got an idea. We got to kind of create some kind of a box to exist and, and pay the bills with. So here, what's the new well, box to create that? And, and to, to your point, you're right. This is not going to be a message that resonates with everybody, and rightfully so. It's like Dave Ramsey, you know, never borrow money. If everybody did that, gee, the banks would collapse. The new car dealerships would collapse. There'd be a monumental economic shift to destroy our economy. Guess what? Not everybody's going to do the things that he says, and that's okay. He's done pretty well in that little niche of people who say, yeah, I need to do that. So this is not threatening. It's not, and it's not intended to be forced on the masses at all. It's if you are a candidate for this, then what are the possibilities? If you are a candidate for thinking like that, and it's not just a, a personality fit, either you're, you know, hard driving in your face, opinionated kind of person, and you can do this. No. You can be very introverted and shy. The, the gal I talked about who's a nurse who has gone on to extreme success in what she's doing, she's very introverted and shy. She was terrified of thinking about being on a stage. Even writing terrified her. She first thought, well, 
so few people are going to read this. It's really not going to make much difference. And then it took off and it just exploded. But you can be any kind of personality and decide you want to move into this mindset if you choose to. Totally. I, I mean, I, I I would say I'm I'm so much more cautious than I used to be. And I hope that's from wisdom. And when I look at this, yeah, I'm not thinking of big risk. I am thinking of how can we be innovative? Kind of the thinking working smart, man, how can I innovate a different idea where to, to their point, I mean, to the tagline of the book, I, I'm not working more, I'm working less, I'm working smarter, I am innovating, I'm thinking again, outside of the box. I also with this thought, it was as, as I was listening to Ben when we first talked, that I'm 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 thinking about it in cycles. So here I am, like you talked about, I got a business doing okay. Maybe it's kind of plateaued. We're making little in- incremental increases. I-, I would like to 10 exit. Yeah, I would like to. I don't want to push harder. I don't want to work more. I want to work less next year. And it'd be great to 10 exit. So let's look at that, get innovative and go for it. And let's say we achieve 10X or 7X, whatever. It's great. I'm probably gonna take a deep breath and go, okay, Let's get this thing streamlined, buttoned up. Let's get it maintained and admin. I may not jump into the next 10X. I don't know that every day has to be a 10X. That I may yeah. do cycles and then breathe and and then get to a point and go, okay, let's do it again. And sure. Then and breathe. Yeah. It, linear thinking is that bigger and more is always better. Yeah. That's not necessarily 10X thinking. It could be a radical change to your lifestyle. You know, Ben even mentioned, you know, a 10X for him could be stopping what he's doing and going to seminary. Mm -hmm. That would be a radical shift in terms of financial potential and all that. But if it gives him the 10X in his personal experience that he's looking for, it's a legitimate direction to go. I mean, yeah, this is this is not a cookie cutter program that it's the one result is what we're looking for at all. And that's to me, again, that's what's exciting about it, because it opens the door for radically different things that we may not have experienced at this point. I mean, to look at it, yeah, to look at everybody, whether it's your business, your career, your finances, your lifestyle to 10 exit, obviously it calls you, it calls you just like goals planning does to sit down and go, what does that look like? What does that look like? I mean, I, I we're, that's what we're kind of looking at now. Okay. Cause I, I talk about downloads, but no, what does that really look like? What are we talking about impact wise? What do I want to do with that? What's at the heart of that? What do I want to do? And why do I want to do that? And then does that fit me? Do I feel good about that? Does that, does doing what it takes and being that person, do I want to be on stage on the Oprah show? Maybe I don't. Um, what's, a, what's a, another way I could do it? I'm on a, I got a, a call uh, today and just kind of a quick spontaneous thing. I'm going to be on a call tomorrow to, I, I don't know, a, a truckload of people on a national organization on their monthly call. And they're going to, they're going to feature me tomorrow. Came out of the blue and I'm going to reach a ton of people sitting right here by my own darn self, talking with a guy that I know well, totally my comfort zone, man. I'm happy there. Um, I hardly have to shower for that. Thanks. Fix my hair. I'm good to go. As opposed to flying across country and sweating bullets. I'm not, you know, being on stage is not my favorite thing. I'll do it when, when it's uh, a good reason to, but again, to look at, well, we're back to innovation. You know, I think this is a big call to look at this innovatively, not just uh, being something well, I would say that, Dad. You, I mean, you're, gosh, you're so well versed on, you know, the disc profile and the enneagram and the, these type of things. We're saying, can you? I'll put that to you. Do you see this as a possibility? Ten exit, do something really significant, and still be authentic to who you are. Totally. All it would be, it would be, it would totally blow this theory out of the water as being a realistic process if you had to change who you are. No. You, you can still be that shy, introverted nurse. But if you see speaking at three conferences a year as part of your 10 Xing, then you just learn how to do that. But it's not to change to make you that social, gregarious, outgoing, backslapping person. No, not at all. Yeah, absolutely. You said, I mean, the old Shakespeare, know thyself to thine own self be true. Then thou canst not be false to any man. That remains true as an overlay to this. If this is, if this is to become something, become an imposter, it breaks the whole theory right down. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, again, that's what drew me to this. I mean, this isn't the first time you heard about 10X. I mean, we've been taught here in 10x, 10x this, 10x that. And it's just been, you know, it's a, you know, make big plans, big. I've heard that before. And this is the first one. I, I assume it was for you too, that resonated. Like, I mean, this is just a, this is a mind shift to, 
to do something easier than the harder. Uh, the 10X we've been hearing about has always been linear. Get yeah. more efficient, more productive, do yeah. more of what you're doing. You know, Gary Vanacek, work till your eyeballs bleed. Are you kidding me? How desirable is that end up as an end goal with that? It's not. It's right now. The clock just ticked over. It's 3.20 p.m. my time. Uh, I want a 10X by we're going to finish this thing. I'm going home. <laughs> this is taco night, man. I, that's my goal at the moment. Now, you know, maybe I want to have taco night in, you know, Mexico next month. Well, that's, it takes a little more investment. So there's some things that I want out of that, but yeah, agreed. I, I love that, that this, I think we're, we're, this is a shoot. They should promote it as this. This is like the antidote to the hustle culture. Absolutely. It totally is. Yeah, you want to take a 10x maybe to take three months off next year in sabbatical. Yeah. Boom, start with that. What would have to happen to make that a reality? That can be a 10x goal. Totally. Gosh, I just heard I had somebody who's buddies with John Mark Comer, who wrote the book. um, Oh, shoot. Uh, John Mark Comer, look him up. Uh, But he's got another book out too. But we had him on the show. And he was a mega pastor in essence up in Oregon. So young dude, family, you know, top of the heap and burning himself out. And he tended to the relentless pursuit of busy or something. Uh, the relentless pursuit. Um, shoot. It's a Dallas Willard quote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Hurry, hurry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's on the shelf behind me, but if I turn around, I lose my train of thought. Uh, John Marco. So uh, he left, he left that position, that role uh, to have margin in his life, to take a sabbatical. That's why I thought about it. He took a sabbatical. I was like one of the big goals, man. I want to take a sabbatical, take it with his family. So he stepped down. It was almost like, oh my gosh, he's stepping back. You know, it's a devolution. And he, of course he wrote a book about it. And he says, of course, the story now is he 10 X, man. He's got a lifestyle that he loves. Last time, a matter of fact, I heard he had written a book, the last one. And I contacted his people said, Hey man, I want him back on the show. And what did they say? Yeah, he's on sabbatical. Well, ah. God love him for that. You know, that's he's he's done that 10x, and it's a very different trajectory than most people would be. Man, it, for him, it was everything he everything he dreamed of. So, obviously, you know, step one it brings us to going. What does 10x even look like? And then, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm sitting here thinking, what does it look like? And then, how do I look like in relation to that? So, some big things to ponder, man. Dad, what a blast! Thank you. Um, oh, I mean, man, thanks for I your encouragement. It. Again, I, I had the book sitting on my shelf for way too long. And for you to say that, and uh, again, like I said, in the intro, I am so uh, admiring of the fact that with you at the age you are and the success you are going, holy smokes, here's another one, uh, <laughs> revolutionize it. And, uh, and here you go. And you're on fire about it. I think, I mean, if people want to 10X their lifestyle, uh, yeah, follow Dan Miller's journey of being, what are you now? 75, six, 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 and just excited about life and progress. And, uh, as some of your peers decline, you are not, that's, that's a 10 X right there. So thanks for the example. Uh, some of the guys in my mastermind call me the energizer bunny. (laughs) They're, they're chasing me, but you know, I, I don't want to be hectic and busy, yeah. but I just want to create a lifestyle. I mean, I'm living that and I'm thrilled with, you know, my life. Um, no question about that. But I love these ideas. They yeah. get us thinking creatively. Again, innovation and creativity are never going to grow old for me. I want to be doing that the day I die. I was going to say, who wants to wake up in bed and go, eh, I guess I'm kind of done. Okay. Yeah, I arrived. I arrived. All right. Well, yeah. let me give some resources here, folks. Thank you for joining us as always on this journey to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. This catalyst for this show again was Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan co-authoring the book 10X is easier than 2X. You can find that anywhere. Of course, my dad, Dan Miller, who uh, is with me today talking about this. Again, his book, 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love has been an all-time you know, classic book. Go check that out on Amazon. Uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love is his podcast, uh, incredibly popular podcast. And of course, go to 48days.com and find a wealth 
of all they have to offer there as well. Anything else you want to, well, the, he talked about the Eagles community, 48 days Eagles, where he's got 500 people. It's, I send people there so often because it's a place to go with kindred spirits of people who are trying to make progress, who are thinking outside of the box, taking 10 X type ideas, and they can commune with each other every single day. So you can go there and yeah, I think it's 48 bucks a, a month or is that right? That's, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so resources, anything else you got going on at the moment? Just no, that. that covers it. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, Always right. a blast to talk and unpack ideas with you. Well, and I will say, everybody who's listening to the show right now, whatever podcast app you're in, just type in 48 Days, you'll find them and go subscribe to it. it does two shows a week and you'll greatly appreciate it if you enjoy the show, which you obviously do. And speaking of that, if you do appreciate the show, please uh, help us out. Go to Spotify, give us a ranking. There are rating and on Apple, a rating and a review. You can also watch any of these episodes like this one on YouTube at Kevin Miller CO. Find me on social media there. If you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, I got a book for you. It's called What Drives You. That's my book. Go check that thing out on Amazon as well. And until next time, stay driven.